0: Welcome back to Real Voices of the Game. I'm Dave D'Agostino, and I'm joined here by my co-hosts and stars of this show, Mark Wiley and Will George. This is a day at the yard, Common Sense Pitching with Wiley and Will. Episode 321 in the network. Before we introduce our guys here and our special guest today, I just want to thank our audience. Up to 54,000 subscribers now, grassroots all the way to MLB front offices, 74 countries I want to thank you for your support. Without that, we have not gotten the push to get on iHeartRadio. Radio. Uh, it's our latest uh, movement forward with the network. Make sure after the show you give the guys five stars. Write some nice comments underneath it because much like the MLB, we battle the podcast world analytics as well. So with that, I want to welcome Mark Wiley, Will George. Welcome back to your show, guys. We got a special guest. I don't know how the heck you guys pulled this one off. You marvel. I marvel at it every week, but this one we had to pull some strings to get them on.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I know our guest has got some uh, a lot of insights on on hitting that people are going to like to hear.
0: Yeah. So with that, will you want to introduce our guest today?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're going a uh, remote location from uh, Austin, Texas, home of uh, Win Reality, one of the uh, newer technologies that have come into baseball at a at a very very big level, being used at the youth, college, high school, travel ball. Uh, minor league, major league uh, organizations, uh, star players in the big leagues use it. And uh, our, our special guest today is a special guest for me. It's my son, Dante George, who uh, was uh, the first hitting coach that was hired by Win Reality when he graduated from college in uh, 2020 uh, from Averett University. Uh, Dante was an uh, uh, outfielder, uh, D.H. pitcher uh, that played at Milford High School. He played in uh, our Rockies travel ball program, a uh, hard worker, uh, very attentive uh, student of the game, and uh, went on to Carson Newman University in Tennessee out of high school, uh, which was a great experience because he played for, a very good coach and Tom Griffin. And he met his future wife, Kendall, who uh, were in their home right now. Uh, but uh, Dante was not getting opportunity to play and decided to transfer because he said, he, I wanted to play college baseball, not watch it. And uh, went on to Averett, finished up, got his degree in sports marketing. Uh, he received leadership awards from the college and was invited to the 2021 NCA Leadership uh, Conference uh, to represent his university, um, and then was ended up being hired with Win Reality and want to bring Dante in and welcome him and let him say hello and you guys can start firing away.
0: Yeah, Dante, welcome to the show. I, I want you to give a little little background on it because for our audience members that don't have the details on Win Reality, let's start with Win Reality 101. Um, what is it? Um, you know, and of course we know Dan O'Dowd is is behind it. Um, but what is Win Reality? Um, who's using it right now, and then what's your role?
3: Awesome. Thanks. thanks so much, Dave Pop. Thank you as well uh for all the nice things. But uh very very, uh, very grateful to be on the show today. Um so to answer uh your question, Dave, win reality. Um, It was created by Dan and Chris O'Dowd uh, to help hitters of all ages from being a youth level hitter, high school level hitter, college level hitter, professional level hitter. And it started as being a program that worked on just pitch recognition, decision making and timing in the box. And we actually just revamped our whole brand. Um, upgrading uh, everything from start from the ground floor to the top. And now we are working on the whole shebang. We want to help hitters be not just great at pitch recognition, decision making and timing. We want to help them be the best hitter even mechanically um, in the box and help them feel comfortable, confident and prepared in all aspects of their of their game.
0: And what's, what's your role there? So we'll mention it a little bit, but uh, not just your role, but, you know, like, let's say I get it for my children I, and I've tried it out and I, I like it a lot. Um, I like the low impact that it has on, you don't have any impact on your hands, but, you know, what kind of things do you need? What, what do they have on and, and kind of share what your role is as they're they're navigating the hitting space here?
3: Of course. Of course. So I started my role more in like a tech support role uh, when I first got hired on with Win and Uh, Eventually, I moved into like an onboarding specialist role where I had to help all of our new users and how I tackled that onboarding role was I wanted to help teach parents and kids how to use our system the right way and what modes they should use to help them dominate their game in the batter's box Um, and Eventually, that opened up a door of me becoming our first ever Win Reality hitting coach, um, and we have now hired multiple other hitting coaches um, within with within our organization. And to get rolling with Win Reality, uh, all you will need is one of the Oculus Quests. Whether there's the Oculus Quest One, Two, or Three, which just actually came out this fall, and a Win Reality membership that you can purchase uh, from our website.
0: Right, and uh, I'll turn it over to you guys now. I know you got a ton of questions for Dante, Dante George, on the show today, episode three twenty-one.
2: Uh, go, uh, go ahead, ahead Will. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I know Dan always says uh, that he's not as much in the picture as he used to be that, that Christopher kind of runs the show. He's kind of the founder. Um, and I know that, uh, the one thing that your organization does is tries to keep improving the product and find out different ways of using it. And as you stated earlier, you know, it's really important, you know, when you started with the pitch recognition, timing and decision-making and to progress to, to more mechanical stuff uh, also. Can you, can you reflect on that? Of course, of course. So, uh,
3: when I first started working there, uh, one of the biggest things is we of course wanted to train with repetitions. If, if the kid wasn't getting in the app at least three days a week at a minimum, uh, training their eyes and their mind working on making sure that they're getting good pitches to hit in the zone and one of the biggest things that i always harp on is if the hitters not on time they're not going to be making contact with the baseball or the softball um so that was one of the big things that i always really harped on and now that we're starting to get in mechanics working on everything from the ground up of course Uh, We want to make sure that hitters are flexible, strong in certain areas of their body to help them be the most successful and the most confident. So when they're getting their reps at home three days a week, five days a week, it's going to be able to transition to those game time reps or in practice.
1: Do you have any, uh, any way of seeing them actually doing it? Yes, I do. So when
3: I connect with the kids, uh, we join uh, via Google meetings. So it's very similar to like a Zoom call. So I'm able to see them in person. They're able to see me in person. And then I am also able to connect to their headset through my, through my phone or through an iPad. And I am able to control the picture. So I can really challenge each and every hitter uh, every pitch throughout our lesson wow
1: that's impressive
2: yeah you you know one of the neat things i I can add you know is I think with Dan and chris uh this being their company and their background um and Mark, you and I know, and Dave, you know because we've we've been around Dan, how he covers everything and um in the long run, they are going into an area where they are going. They are really trying to help educate kids how important the work ethic, uh, the the flexibility, the strength, um, getting into connectivity, having all their hitting coaches. And you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if Dante mentioned, but I think he did. They have. Uh, softball and baseball. So young boys, young girls can all use this. Um, they're huge in the softball world. I think Dante will tell you that. But, and, you know, they hired kids who love the game of baseball, played it in college, played professionally, and they want to keep giving back. And that's a really neat thing. I know Dante has told me stories of kids that he's worked with, and we've all coached and how rewarding that is for, for kids. To, to help others uh, who want to get better, get better.
0: Dante, do you hit against fictitious pitchers or are there real pitchers? What kind of stuff are these kids seeing?
2: So
3: in, in our application, uh, we have pitchers that throw from 40 miles an hour all the way up to 100. Um, of course, uh, an app uh, users that... Um, use our application more of like an at-home use, we like to call it. Uh, They aren't able to face the pitcher by name. Uh, The only people that get to face the pitchers by name are the physical colleges, universities, and professional programs that we work with. So we do have a back-end data data team that will go take video of each and every pitcher so they can face that pitcher that they may be – that they may be facing in that upcoming weekend or upcoming series. Uh, but we do have what we like to call clones of those guys. So our, uh, our at-home users are able to uh, still face some of those big time guys.
0: Well, that's great. So someone could step up and face Garrett Cole. Exactly.
2: You know, the, the, the neat thing, and as Dante has explained so much of this and Dan uh, over the years, is, you know, they they use all the data that's available to create someone that looks like Garrett Cole. It's the same height, it's the same arm angle, all the release points are the same, and they do that, I, I believe, even with the amateur younger pitchers where, where, where they create likenesses of what they're going to be facing so you're facing what you're going to be facing in competition and that's who you train against when you're training live game situation right yeah so in our
3: application the, the coolest thing is that all of our pitchers are our real life pitcher video so they're not ai pitchers on the pitcher's mound and all the pitch shapes and spin and movement our real life track man pitch data that we have collected from each and every one of these pitchers. So it's not like we're creating these pitch shapes and pitch movement. These are all real pitches that you would see in real life and in real time.
1: You know, during a lot of, uh, I know we always complain that there's so much emphasis on pitching that uh, in the velocity part of, of training for pitchers. Um, do you, have, do you have that much emphasis on like bat speed as opposed to these other things? Great question, Mark. So uh, some, some of the metrics
3: that we do show kids in the application, of course, is we show them, uh, were they on time? We show them uh, their swing height, which we're really working on trying to implement that path here into the application here at some point. Uh, we do have barrel speed and exit velocity in there as well. So after each and every swing that that player will get instantaneous feedback on where they hit it in the field, they can see where they make contact, et cetera, after each and every
2: pitch. Nice. Yeah. You know, there, uh, there's there, there so many different things that they're doing and, uh, uh, you know, one of the other things that I've heard a, a lot of uh, uh, catchers are starting to use it. I believe uh, Yadier Molina used to use it. Uh, he would get all the Cardinals pitchers in the winter and start getting ready to receive balls, where you can, uh, you know, click and make the catch where you want to make it. Uh, I've heard that. Uh, college and professional umpires are starting to use it for strike zone recognition to help improve. So there's so many different applications, uh, and it's such a creative uh, device that they've come up with that, that, uh, you know, to me, it, it only makes sense. And, you know, every person that I've talked to in professional baseball that has used it, And, you know, people like Clint Hurdle and Charlie Manuel, you know, they're still involved with their organizations and they've tried it out and they've just told me, you know, it's incredible to step in there and hit against Max Scherzer or Garrett Cole and go, Holy shit, that's Max Scherzer, you know, and, and and they've done such a good job because there is so much data available.
1: You know, I was lucky uh, after it, when reality got started, I was in Austin and I called up Christopher and I went down there and I, I got in the lab and this was, this is when he first started and they had, you know, they had a screen, and they had the, you know, you, you put the, uh, the headset on and stuff like that, but it was amazing facing those guys um, seeing the ball even and the technology is even better now back then, I could I could follow Scherzer, and I could see what his breaking ball looked like in his fastball. It was pretty amazing. Mark, is there any truth to the
2: story that they wouldn't let a Wiley curveball in because it was unhittable? No, they, it was
1: unhittable,
0: yeah. <laughs> they, they, they don't have the technology to emulate that yet. Yeah, they can't.
1: Yeah, They don't have the technology Yeah, The cameras aren't fast enough right, to pick yep. up the break. Dad, we'll
0: Dante Wood, well, for God's sakes.
1: He <laughs> had yeah. to Elon Musk
2: from uh, over at Tesla to see if he could figure out the Wiley curveball down here in Austin. Uh,
3: I've, I've hopped in the headset a couple times, and me being a left-handed hitter myself, I've faced Clayton Kershaw on the headset, and holy Chris smokes. Sayle. His, his curveball is no joke. And Chris Sale's slider and sinker combo, I'm just like, Jeez, I mean, let me face a righty and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I do some gap-to-gap damage. But as soon as you put a lefty on the mound, uh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you-
1: it's funny because I've, I've watched these games and every once in a while a guy will show up and he'll have like what I felt like my breaking ball looked like. And, I, and, and I'll see the guy get two strikes on the guy and like not go back to it. And I'm like yelling at the TV screen. Throw another one? Are you kidding me? He missed it by a foot the first two. You know, it's like I'm going to trick him now. You know, oh, sometimes oh. you don't have to trick hitters. You know, if you your stuff is good enough and your location location's good enough.
0: You know, on that note, can you can you uh, set it to where like you know you're obviously you were facing Kershaw on a regular at bat where there's thinking and processing going on, but can you just face it where you're getting reps against a certain type of pitch?
3: So, yes, you can select a specific pitch type and even specific pitch location in our app. So if you want to train, like, seeing hanging curveballs against Kershaw, you can have him throw curveballs up in the zone, and you can work on making sure you're staying patient, letting the ball travel, and trying to hit his curveball back up the middle or opposite way. Uh, Or I I was even thinking, of course, with – my my old man in town, I was going to try to throw the headset on him and uh, maybe I'll let him face Zach Wheeler and I'll control no,
2: him a little yeah, bit. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I embarrass myself enough without putting that on.
0: Hey, how did uh, how your experience as – you obviously grew up in the game, you know, with dad and, and, and your uncles and you, you've got an athletic family um, and yourself included. How did your experience growing up in that kind of family and also your experience as a player – uh, help uh, help you with mentoring these young hitters that are coming through.
3: Oh man, I I I love this question because this is probably one of the biggest things I harp on. And every time I meet one of my new kids for the first time, um, of course, I want to be able to create credibility and show that I want to help that kid in every way, shape, or form. Uh, but my the mentors and my family that I have had throughout my Throughout my life is incredible because I've gained so much knowledge from where I need to be standing in the box, my setup, stance, grip, to of course the mechanical side. And I'm able to share that wealth of knowledge. But the biggest thing that I was always taught is of course, it's not always about being a great, a great player in the, uh, in baseball, but being a great teammate. So one of the biggest things that I always try to emphasize to my kids as well is that, yes, I want to help them become the best version of themselves in the box as a hitter, but I also want to sh- see them grow and develop as a person. Um, one of the biggest things that I always tell my kids, yes, I'm your coach, but I'm also here to be your friend. I want to see you succeed I want to see you grow. I want to hear about your highs and your lows in the game so I can help you be the most successful and the best version of yourself as a hitter.
2: No, those are, you know, such great points. And, you know, we, we ran our, uh, our scout program when, from the time Dante was about 13 or 14 in Delaware. And the other thing you, you teach kids is this game's built around failure. And I think, Dante, you know, you know, you, you you try to become consistent through work ethic. Your work ethic also gives you a sense of confidence that you're ready and you're prepared to go hit. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's been so successful And uh, building that those relationships. As we talk about on here all the time, how important it is when you're working with somebody, they know that you care about them, you know that's why Mark was a great pitching coach his pitchers knew that he cared about them Dave you're doing a great job as a coach and because you cared about your kids you know you were the guy who were criticizing them because you wanted to make them better and uh, and I think Dante's done a great job of that and I think that their company has done a really good job of hiring so many good qualified people you guys are up to 11 or 12 full-time hitting coaches yeah. now so You know, and there's kids logging on every day, jumping on and, you know, getting really good quality coaching. And uh, and that helps to educate the parents because you you end up building relationships with parents as well. Exactly. I mean, I've I've made, of course, some
3: awesome connections. Like I'm working with a kid that's actually from Canada and we flew him down uh, to do do some stuff for us uh, with Wynn and I got to meet him and work with him for about a week in person as well. And boy, oh boy, what an incredible family and just experience that was. I mean, uh, if you would have told me when I was his age, 12 years old, that I would have been able to coach kids from Canada. I would have been like, you're insane.
0: (laughs) Give us us some, some other success stories, some, some fun, uh, some some kids that you maybe turned around that, uh, you, you don't have to use names, uh, but just give us some stories.
3: Of course. No, I, I have two that I always keep in my back pocket that I absolutely love to share. Uh, so first, first story I have is I worked with a kid that went to college in California, um, my first year of actually coaching at Win Reality. And he was just recovering from a injury that he had had his junior year and he really struggled his junior year but has had a lot of tools and boy oh boy i worked with him for about six seven months and he ends up going out his senior year after having his injury he hits about 340 and he gets drafted by the angels and the dad was absolutely ecstatic did not even think that his son was going to get drafted that year and uh it was actually the year that my wife and I were getting married and he was trying to offer to buy us uh our honeymoon uh, help us buy some tickets for our honeymoon stuff like that to some to some games or to Disney or stuff like that and I was like there's no need uh I'm, I'm I was here to help your son and uh, I'm I'm happy I was able to be a part of this journey and help his confidence uh, in the batter's box. Uh,
0: the really bad part about that story is your your father's a scout. Why wasn't he? Why didn't you pass him on to the Rockies for God's sake?
3: <laughs> I, I I wish I, I could have, man. I mean,
2: they wouldn't uh... listen. <laughs> I'm on the pro side. They never listen to any of my amateur side. <laughs> But uh, on, on, the, on the
3: other complete flip side of the spectrum, I also, of course, work with a lot of youth level kids, which is honestly probably where my heart is. Um, so I had a 12 year old that legit hit zero his 11U uh, travel ball in Little League year. He did not have one hit the entire season. Uh, the dad ended up seeing win reality on an ad online and uh, luckily got blessed of getting to work with me. Um, I heard this story and I was like, all right, well, it's time to flip the script. Um, so what I had him do is I really had him work on his timing, pitch recognition, um, making sure that he was creating a goals and Getting in and creating a good routine for himself, and his 12-year-old year, he makes his middle school team, he makes his A team in travel ball, and also is playing on his little league all-star team. And he ends up hitting 380 that year between the three teams. Uh, so th- th- those are by far my two favorite success stories that I love to share.
0: I love them. Can I? I'm, a, I'm a, one more question. I'm gonna pass it back to you guys. Can I make a, a, uh, an R&D request on the technology? Sure. Can you put a buzzer in it so if kids start barrel-dumping, they get shocked in some capacity? Not to injure them, but just let them know we don't do that in baseball.
3: Man, I, I I've heard that we are hopefully at some point trying to create some type of technology that if we do jam them or if they do something that we don't want them to do, that we could – probably find some way to connect to that piece of uh, technology. Uh, I mean, honestly, I would love to do that because I have some kids that will drop their hands or I just said, hey, w- we need to be doing this. Did we do that? No. Well, I wish that I would be like, eh, no, no, no. Like that that would be cool
1: to have. I would i would love to have something like that
3: because
0: so we got a little buzzer manual like, to do that like, and the highly curveball we want.
1: Well, it's like my it's like my dogs. I have a dog collar that has a battery in it, and when he barks, it vibrates. So that's <laughs> what you need. That you need. You'd have a bit vibration when you you know when you drop the head or whatever you're doing. You we know, got one, we got one on Dante's dog here.
0: <laughs> so he doesn't barrel.
2: <laughs> yeah, you we know, our, we got our finger on the clicker right now in
1: case he starts barking. So oh, I think,
0: you know, I think I meant barrel dumping for the dog.
1: Barrel dumping, yeah. Barrel dumping. Yeah, we don't want him barrel dumping. Uh, Anyway, uh, toilet dumping maybe. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I was wondering, um, you know, I've been watching, you know, obviously I watch a lot of games. I watch a lot of the playoff games and stuff. And I'm seeing something that that I think is good that I haven't seen in a long time. And it, it may be right along with pitch recognition. I'm seeing guys bring their hands in on the inside pitch to take a shorter route to, to hit the ball. Um, you know, uh, not a lot of guys, but a few more guys than there used to be. There used to only be like one guy on a team that you had to worry about as a pitching coach that I had to worry about that would bring his hands in and stay inside the inside pitch to get their head, uh, keep the ball fair, keep the head of the bat where it needed to be. Um do you think that's a direct direct connection with with uh, pitch recognition and how to how to get to it? I mean, you can recognize it, but if you're still swinging around the ball, it's not going to work.
3: Mark, uh, another another great point. I mean, one of the biggest things that we we have learned uh, as coaches with Win, of course, is we do need to teach more to the pitch recognition, decision-making and timing side first, because just like you said, that, that can go hand in hand with the mechanics. I mean, if a hitter has good pitch recognition, good decision-making, good timing, good balance, good rhythm, they can be successful in the batter's box. So I definitely think that's a direct correlation
1: yeah, it's, it's amazing that I see some of the guys. Houston's, you know, everybody talks about Houston and and how they, you know, they can hit for power and do all that. But, you know, when they need it, when a guy's wearing them out inside or something, I see them take shorter routes on the inside pitch and keep their hands closer to their body. They, they do stuff on pitches away uh, rather than try to pull them in certain situations. And, of course, that goes right along with kind of our old school mentality that, you know, it's not always how hard you hit the ball. Uh, you know, everybody talks about, Oh, I want solid, hard contact and this and that. Sometimes just staying inside the ball and taking what the pitcher gives you and hitting it the other way or up the middle is the way to go.
2: No, that's, that, that that's so true. You know, you, you see, and I think there's a reason all these teams are where they are right now, because some of their hitters are making those adjustments and they're, they're uh, they're not selling out and getting too long just trying to drive the ball out of the park. They're trying to put a good swing on the ball. And like Dante said, if they get that early pitch recognition, they pull their hands in and they can drive it. If it's out over the plate, they're looking to go the other way. And And you see the better teams that in the end that end up standing are the ones that make all those adjustments that hitters have been making for hundreds of years, really. So um, one thing I did want to touch on, you know, for any kids that are listening, Dante, you know, those kids and those success stories, just like uh, traditional training, it comes with work ethic, right? Those kids got on very regularly. They were in there. They had an understanding and they did the work. You know, you have a lot of kids whose parents are paying for this that... I know sometimes you're frustrated they're not getting on as much as they should. So, you know, just like anything else, when you're training with Win Reality, you need to take the reps and do it to get better, right? One
3: hundred percent. One of the biggest things that I always harp on is that, just like you said, the only the, they shouldn't only be getting work when they meet with me, whether if it's once a month, once a week every other week. They need to be getting in three to five days a week. I mean, I, I understand completely that some kids have school or other sports or homework that they also need to get in. And of course also have that healthy life balance of being able to hang out with their buddies. But there's nothing wrong with getting in and training your eyes and your
2: mind and your hitting for 10, 15, 20 minutes Three to five times a week. How many pitches can you see in fifteen, twenty? I mean, you can see what a hundred pitches at in, least, right? Uh, in our app, you could probably see about forty to
3: fifty pitches in fifteen minutes. That's great. Ten minutes.
2: You know, that's you know, see, seeing that many pitches. I know you got redshirted, and had this been available your your freshman year.
3: I would have ate all, this up.
2: Yeah, all those at-bats that you did not get an opportunity to get as a red redshirt. Uh, you got your BP sessions, but, you know, the shirt guys didn't get the same opportunity. So you had a whole season where you didn't get any at-bats at all.
3: Man, if, if I had a headset and access to this thing my freshman year of college, uh, I think I my brain would have been fried from how much VR right. my – my eyes would have uh, received.
1: Yeah. It's a, you know, the point like Will has made, you know, no. there's no replacement for hard work. That's right. Repetition. There's no, no replacement. No and that's, no. that's the problem with uh, short, you know, trying to fix things quick. Um, people don't want to put it in the work. You know, I used to say when I was a pitching coach, I, all of a sudden i started noticing that nobody was throwing curveballs anymore and everybody was throwing splits and you know it came to to me that, that that was a quick fix it's easier just to grip it and rip a split um maybe fi- play around with the grip a little bit but you're just throwing it like you are a fastball and 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 getting your wrist you know using your hand properly but on a curveball, it's more a manipulative pitch, and people didn't want to pay the time to do it. They didn't want to work hours and repeat it over and over until they had a good one to where it was, it was easy for them to throw, easy for them to command, and get really good quality break on it. They didn't want to do the work. So, you know, I'll guarantee you that every good player if you look at it, there's certain, even guys that don't seem like they work that hard, there's certain things they work extremely hard to maintain and do all the time, whether it be a pitcher or a hitter.
2: Yeah, you know, you can see it in the guys who, who are top-end starters that I go watch every day when they play catch. And uh, I saw the Phillies late in the year, and I saw how much time every day I was there early watching NOLA. Uh, get that feel for his curveball, and look at where his curveball has come back to in this playoff series. And like you said, Mark, it's a shortcut to grip it and rip it, right? A split, whereas a curveball is a feel pitch. You got to keep spinning and spinning and feel, have feel your finger out in front of the ball, get that spin going down, get that depth on it, and that's all he was doing every day. You know. Uh, Back in September, when I saw them, and look at look at what it's done for him in the in this playoff run. That's just one example, and and you know Montgomery's curveball. You know Montgomery has really really had a good curveball for Texas. And,
1: and then, well, you know this is this is what you know as a pitching coach. You take an inventory, just like hitting coaches take an inventory of a hitter. I think good pitching coaches evaluate what the guy potential is with a certain thing. You know, like I will tell you, I have guys that I would never teach a curveball to because their hand doesn't work right. Right. They it doesn't work for that particular pitch. Now it may work for a slider, a cutter, or something like that, but you know, the way their wrist works, the way their hand is, as far as uh, you know, being able to throw a certain pitch, you take an inventory because you're going to beat your head against the wall trying to teach a guy that really physically he's not capable of doing. And I said, this is where experience comes into play. Experienced coaches know what the limits are and what they need to have to be able to do a certain thing. And, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just like they used to say for hitters, they used to say, you are you know, listen, you're not a pool guy. You got to use the whole field. You know, you're not going to pull the ball out of the ballpark. So why do you keep trying to do it? And guys that learn to stay within themselves used to be an off-field hitter stay inside the ball, they they obviously didn't have as much home run power unless they were a big guy, but they had great careers and were high-average hitters because of it. That's learning yourself, you know. Right. But that's what a coach does. A good coach sees what the guy's capable of doing and takes advantage of it. Yeah, you said. And uh, there's too many guys that will just flatly say, uh, oh, he can't throw a curveball. You know, and I'll look at the guy and I go, "Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can." Or a guy will say he can't throw it, and I go, "No, he can. He can. Look at the way he can spin. Right. Look at I can create. He he can free. He has hand speed." Um, but this is all experience in coaching and taking the proper inventory. Do you take inventories of the guys when you see them uh, right away when you're coaching, Mark, uh, Dante? Yes, I
3: I love this because mm. yes. I want to recognize right away the flexibility or the way a certain kid moves. Just like you said, yeah, a guy might not be able to throw and spin a curveball, but I can teach him how to throw a really good nasty slider or a really nasty split. So, for example, if I recognize right away a guy's trying to have a huge leg kick like Justin Turner, but he's getting absolutely blown up by the fastball, Well, how about I try widening them out a little bit like an Albert Pujols and have them have a little bit of a nice knee load and getting him to get his hands and getting ready to fire his hands early? Well, he'll start driving balls gap to gap, hitting absolute laser beams. I mean, and watching their, their eyes light up and their big smiles pop on their face after I make a mechanical change there or... Say if it's something with their hands, yeah, I definitely take that into inventory. I mean, of course, a lot of guys learn differently and feel comfortable with different things. So I may need to minimize his leg kick a little bit or move his hands and try his hands in a different spot. But, of course, like you said, we want them to be comfortable. Uh, So that's one of the biggest things that I also teach to uh, as well.
1: Would you say that, like – Uh, a leg kick or lift or whatever you want to call it, is that really a load, just a different type of load? Uh, Great question.
3: So, yes, I always like to use more of the leg kick as, if a kid does have a leg kick, as more of a timing mechanism. A lot of younger kids think that they need to get that leg kick to try to get into their legs and almost jump at the ball. I want them to just get their foot up, foot down, be explosive with their hands and with their hips. They don't need to use and jump at the ball thinking that that leg kick is what generates all the power because it's not.
1: You know, I, yeah, and with hitting, you know, they try to emulate, you know, somebody they like when it may not fit them at all.
3: Exactly.
1: And and I know the uh, one thing I'm kind of pleased about, Will, You, I'm sure you've noticed it in the playoffs there's been a number of starting pitchers that are using windups now. Yeah. Yep. And, and I, I get a kick out of that because you watch now, now they'll start teaching windups again. I'm telling you because they're in the playoffs. That's how it always works. Something works in the playoffs. People will start to recognize. you know, maybe this kid could use a windup for timing. You know, it's going to happen. You watch.
2: Yeah. You know, it's funny. There was a old YouTube video and I, I think Dante probably was made to watch it about a hundred times with Tony Gwynn and just a couple of the points in there. And I think this has helped him be good at what he's doing. And, uh, you know, Tony Gwynn in the video said, you know, how many, how many people here think they're a good hitter? There's like 30 kids and three of them raised their hands. And they said, he said, well, first of all, Hitting's not real easy, and if you don't believe that you can hit, you're never going to hit. So you got to believe in yourself, and that's something that work ethic will teach you. And then the other big Tony Gwynn thing was, you can't load early enough, or early enough. You know, when you're loaded early, you're ready to hit. You're in a powerful position. You just stay patient now. Hey, I'm loaded. All I need to do is see the ball and make my decision. Right, Dante?
3: Yeah. I mean, to add on to that, at a young age, uh, of course, I was able to talk to Charlie Manuel. And one of my favorite quotes that I heard from him is, if you could get your hands back and your foot down, you could hit a bullet out of a gun. So I, I, I tell that to all my kids and even their parents. And sometimes they laugh. And get a chuckle from it, but I'm, I tell them, "Hey, I'm not kidding. I mean, yeah. in, in, if uh, if I had an eight or a nine year old and they got their hands back and their foot down early enough, yeah. they, they, they they could hit Orion Kirkering's fastball. Yeah, you got to figure out when to get them going. That's it.
2: But you're ready when you're loaded.
1: Exactly. That's why. That's why years ago we used two things as a pitcher. One, we like to hold the ball right hoping that we' see guys that set up early and you hold the ball and hope that fatigue sets in right right, right? yeah the other thing when we, we used to wind up we used to do a double pump
2: yeah that's you right. do
1: the one pump okay the guy thinks you're gonna come and he starts to starts to do his lift or whatever he does to load and you do another pump now he's all messed up well that <laughs> was the,
2: the kid from Houston the other night the uh, the one young Latin pitcher, Oh, he I had, saw him. He had that pause because of the time clock. The hitter loaded up early. He pumped his hands up, and he sat and waited, 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 and then he tried to sneak a fastball by the yeah, hitter. Yeah, he overthrew
1: it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I that, that was. I I got a kick out of that. I said, yeah. this kid's got an idea, man.
2: Yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got a little Louis Tiant revisit over there with a little. You know,
1: it's you know what do we always say? You know,
2: create pitching
1: is getting offsetting offsetting the uh the hitter you That's know it. yeah keeping his timing off because you can be the strongest guy the fastest bat speed everything if i disrupt your timing you're messed up and also location you know and not being predictable we talk about that a lot i got a kick out of that two to one game yesterday with arizona um those that pitchers weren't predictable. The... They stayed down in the low. And when they went above the zone, they stayed above the zone. They didn't make yeah. mistakes down in the zone. No,
2: no, no. And I, that's,
1: I... that's why it was a two-to-one game.
2: No, I write that a million times because everybody's trying to pitch up. Uh, this guy tries to pitch up with his four-seamer, but when he's in the strike zone, he's flat as hell. You know, they. Yeah. You, if you're going to go up, you better go up. And if you're going to go down, you better go down. But well, you know,
1: all... you know, it's funny, Will. Sometimes being a pitching coach, and you'll know this. The sometimes you you look, you're looking too far. You're looking for too much. You know, it's like that. Uh, was it Javier? Yeah. The the starter for Houston. Yeah. I look at him now, as it compared to last year when he was in the World Series. To me, no leverage. No. He lost his leverage. Yeah. You know, and what you do is you take the guy on his side work between starts. You throw all fastballs to get his hand in the right position for leverage. Oh, yeah. All the stuff at this point of the year, comes all back. the stuff yeah. will translate off of that hand spot. You yeah. don't have to practice your breaking ball. You don't have to practice. You just get your hand in a leverage position. He's not getting it there. Now, you know, you can analyze his delivery, whether he's rushing, whether he's falling, whether he's. You know, there's a balance issue, a late separation. You can identify what the cause is, but if you're working with one pitch, a fastball, and you get the leverage back, you'd be amazed how fast I was able to turn pitchers around when oh, I no. got them back with the simplest yeah. thing.
2: Yeah, that was uh, the one drill I used to go. Uh, right-handed pitcher have the catcher sit low, low and away target throw downhill. Because you
1: had to stay close, and you had to speed your hands up to throw yeah. downhill.
2: And you that, know, because everything falls injury.
1: into place, and then you're, best, then you're your best version of yourself. That's right. On yeah. the angle, the ball's coming out at an angle that's harder for the hitter to see, harder for him to judge. And you could see it. Guys that have it, like that guy from Arizona yesterday, yeah. Yep. he had it. You know, like uh, they, they weren't seeing the ball. This is the same team that hit a million home runs. Right. And they couldn't sniff him.
2: Right. And you Arizona's is a good place to hit. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to use the proper terminology, he was tunneling with his, with his vertical and horizontal break being at their maximum uh, potential.
0: There was some sarcasm in that. I could hear it.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was. But, Dante, you had an add-on too, right, on something from a second ago?
3: Yeah, so when, when Mark was talking a little bit earlier about um, – uh, talking a little bit about disrupting hitters, uh, I, I loved it because he he really chimed in on making sure, yes, when I'm doing my hitting lessons with my kids, I'm able to control the pitcher. Heck, yeah, I want to keep them off balance. I'm trying to get in their head. I'll throw a fastball up. I'll, I'll throw that breaking ball down, change their eye level, try to get them off balance. When, when Mark brought that up, I was fist pumping in the air like crazy. I was like, yes, that's exactly what I teach. I mean, I – I don't go easy on my kids either in my lessons. I I I want to, I really want to challenge them with their A-Bs, and I almost try to strike them out every single time.
0: Well, the lesson, Dante? What's uh, what's the session with you? What's the duration?
3: Uh, so the lessons take, I mean, about 30, 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, so we take probably about 40, 50 swings within each lesson. And uh, after each and every pitch, of course, uh, going through like – if we're working on live ABs that day, I'll talk through situations with the kid. What what do they think's coming here? Uh, all right, we have the we have guys on second and third, one out. What do we need to do? Uh, making sure that they're trying to win each and every pitch, and they're ready for everything that could be coming or get thrown at them within a game.
0: So they're not just taking swings to take swings with you. They're taking functional swings, and you're giving them game situations, count yeah. situations.
3: Exactly. So there's some days where, yes, I may need to work with a kid and go mechanics and we might just take BP that day. But nine times out of 10, I'm doing live AB work with them, challenging them and equipping them with every single situation in the book, along with coaching to their mechanics.
0: So just so parents that are in the audience, we have tons of parents, You're. this is not a magic wand as we, we established. It's not. A, you, know, you can't just tap your kid and say hit her. They've got to... Put the work in and Dante win Reality, teaching the kids discipline, teaching them work ethic. Nothing gets accomplished without that. But it sounds like functional work. It's smart work um, where they're working on mechanics. But unlike a lot of these hitting gurus out there, you're not spending 99% of your time on mechanics. You're getting mechanics done. But then you're teaching these kids how to work situational hitting, work counts, and actual approach to the game. Am Am I correct in saying that? Couldn't be any more
3: right, Dave.
0: Good. That's the differentiator to me, I think, uh, with this system here. I, I, I don't know if you mind me taking this to a base running question. I know it's a hitting thing, yeah, but
2: no, Mark, Mark, no. Going, Mark
0: was going, and, and I agreed with him last night on that. Uh, and boy, Schaefer had a private text going on with that second and third situation. So, <laughs> Mark, Mark, you want to paint the picture there because the texts so, were exploding last night.
2: I, I, I had heard that
1: Mark flew in and worked with the base runners in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> <right? laughs> Well, somebody needs to, because, uh, you know, I I made the comment that, you know, you know, one a third, uh, when the first, when it was second and, uh, I mean, uh, it was second and third, no outs, you know. Uh, I I made the comment that the the base coach either said, make the ball go through. Uh, He told him to go on first movement, you know, like there's different things you're going to be told to do. but it's all depending on the situation and how many outs there are. Um, You know, when you've got a situation where you got second and third and no outs, you know, obviously if a guy makes an out on a ground ball, you're still second and third. You still got a sacrifice fly situation. You all that. So, you know, me going on contact made no sense.
0: And Philly Um, brought the people in, which I thought was a mistake too. I thought they should have stayed in the baseline.
1: Yeah, it, it, there's so many mistakes made in that. It's like, um, you know, early in a game when team brings an infield in, um, uh, I have always have a problem with that, uh, with a guy on third and no outs, um, to change the subject a little bit, because you can lead to a big inning by bringing your infield in, and now you got another runner on, the run scored, you cut down on your range, rather than just take the out and let them have the run early. Because you're also telling your team, I don't think you're going to score very many runs. If you, if you, if you, if you play the infield in, you're saying that this is Sandy Koufax pitching and we're not going to score very many runs. So, you know, mentality-wise, it's not very good either. Well, I was thinking- I, you know, the, the other thing we were talking about was when the runner, you know, when they threw to home, you, you know, you got to get in a rundown. Right, you, you, you got to get in a rundown and allow everybody to move up. You know that's like one hundred and one base running too. They did so many like uh, amateurish uh, mistakes or or brain cramps in that game that really should have cost them the game. Oh, yeah. they, they 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 should they should have lost the game.
0: There's second second and third no out. You saw the guy in second didn't move. He stayed on second, and then that was yep. first, second one out. So there's double plays all around. Um, yeah,
2: was like in in the one in the seventh inning, first and third, where the Phillies with the infield in were able to turn a double play, you know, Goriel the- you know, Goriel froze, but then as soon as Turner turned his head, he should have been gone. You know, I, I well, he I, he
1: uh, you have to go, you know, you you know, really you, you gotta you gotta at least get a run out of the double play. Yeah. That and been- if you don't, if you don't, everybody else moves up anyway.
0: Yeah, 100%. Sorry, Dante, we had to digress. There. It was in all of our systems. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that was, that, it bugged the heck out of us. You know, when we see yeah. that stuff at the highest level, it doesn't make sense. And, and you know what? You know, and of course, the broadcasters don't say enough about it because they don't want them to look bad. And well, they got I- to interview those guys later.
3: Well, I actually want to step, step back a series and just want to pick both of your guys' brains as pitchers. Uh, what's your guys' thought on uh, late in that game when the Phillies and the Braves were still playing against each other and Hoffman was blowing fastballs by Austin Riley and hangs him that slider to end up losing that game? What, what's your guys' thought process on that one? Just while you guys have some blood, uh, well,
1: this blood is the point. way you have to deal with that. If a guy has a really good slider and he hung it, that, that's physical. that's just that's that's not a mental mistake because he really felt like he could deliver the pitch. okay. Um, but recognition, just like hitter recognition, pitchers have to have hitter recognition, and they have to realize, and the catcher has to realize when a guy can't catch up to a pitch or yeah. he's likely to chase the same pitch you know, they have to have that recognition. And, you know, often we say that, hey, I'm, I am I'm, I I say it all the time too. I go, he just threw two fastballs by the guy. If you want to throw a breaking ball, throw a breaking ball in the dirt, then go back to it. Yeah. Either that or just stay with it. One, You know, one of the two, you know. Um, there's certain areas you can make a fastball faster too. The closer to the guy's body, he's got to react sooner. If he's already laid on a fastball out away from him, just think what's going to happen on a fastball end. No chance. You can't exactly. possibly get to it. So you have all the confidence in the world. Um, and if you have command, that's the whole advantage of taking advantage of of, uh, of things. When you command them, then you're sure. You know, when I've had my command and I was throwing a ball down and into a left-handed hitter, I never worried about the guy hitting it out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Because I knew I was going to keep it where I needed to keep it. You know that's just the nature of game to game confidence on your stuff, um, but you know I wanted to go back to what you said when you try to mess up the guy's timing um, with your system, mm-hmm. and I was thinking that's a good teaching moment for a pitcher. For if a pitcher. you took a pitcher <laughs> against a hitter, and yeah. say, "Okay, you're going to run the you're going to run the pitching. Yeah, you throw yeah. the pitches where you want to throw them." Then they can see the value of how hard it is for a, pitcher, a hitter to time up or how to cover exactly. the plate if you move the ball around. And that would reinforce, you know, maybe they're, they're wanting to learn how to command the ball better because how they can important. see the advantage of it. I think it would be a great how teaching moment. How important just for a, change,
2: a basic change-up is, you know, uh, go and add, subtract you know, uh, subtract subtract velocity on pitches, move eyes a little bit, all those things that, that that are common sense teachers, Dante puts into place while he's working, kids, and, you know, he can explain some too. So,
1: well, it, yeah, it makes total sense. I mean, you know, that's what we want to do. We want to teach them, and their video, they grow up with video games anyway. Yeah. So why not use it to their advantage to actually see how these pitches we're teaching them uh, what they do and how they offset timing and coverage, you know,
2: you know I, I, I had mentioned not not to rush, but but Dante will come back, but I had mentioned that to Danny, that I thought that, that that this system could be, and Mark, you and I talked about this years ago, a positive mental preplay for pitchers, where you see yourself executing, Your delivery being right, you throwing downhill, making a pitch with a change up and see how that sequencing can you can watch yourself do what you're doing. You know, you replicate with all the data yourself and then you watch that the day before you're pitching against a certain team, you executing all those pitches.
0: See what happens, Dante, when you put a hitting device on a pitching show. They change the whole product. Yeah,
2: sorry. No, I mean,
3: I actually love this. I mean, I've talked to so many of our people that so we have we have an app on uh, that you can download on your phone or on an iPad, and any mom or pop could download this app. I think that all all travel ball programs, college programs, even pro teams should download this app and why not th- have hitters throw the headset on yeah. and make the pitchers on the in the organization pitch to the hitters yeah. it will teach them hey this is how I get this guy out all right i'm going to throw this pitch here all right now here's here's your o2 curveball good luck champ yeah. like yeah
1: it, 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 it's it's and that's why i always say that if you can find a hitter or a pitcher that really is like you and you watch them hit too, or them pitch, you know, it gets you in the right frame of mind and your timing starts to lock in. I, when I, when I was in the minor leagues and I was in triple a, I'll never forget this. If they had a Saturday day, they used to only have like the game of the week on and MLB. And, uh, if I was pitching that night because we played more night games on Saturday than day games in the minor leagues, I would watch Don Sutton or Messersmith. Yeah. I would watch them pitch their games that day because they were similar to my timing. Yep. And I, and I inevitably I threw a good game that night. It was unbelievable. It was like I already pitched a game. That's what I felt like.
2: Nah, that's um, awesome.
1: You know, and uh and and that's I think it really helps, you know, we used to do that with scouting reports on hitters. I, you know, I, I'll never forget. Um, we had, uh, I think I had, I had. Remember Baden Hop?
0: Yeah, he works yeah. for Arizona
1: yeah. now. Yeah, he's like his special assistant to GM or something. With he pitched for me in Florida, and we were playing the Phillies, and we needed a spot starter, and he'd been one of our relievers. And I'd analyze that Philly was having terrible trouble with sinker ballers, right? You know they were having a tough time. He went out and threw five shutout innings, right? In, in his spot start, just one, because he mimicked one. exactly what all these other guys have been throwing right. that they had trouble with, right?
0: Wow. I like it. So, guys, we kept Dante for almost an hour here. Uh, Dante, just uh, before we close out, if you guys have any questions, let's 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 hit him up with these in the last few minutes here. But what is your what's your portfolio like? How many kids are you handling right now? And and please tell our audience how they can sign up. What's the what's the uh, technicalities of it?
3: Of course. Um, so right now I'm working with about uh, 80 kids. Uh, I had I had a little bit more uh, this summer, but of course with kids transitioning to football, my my work schedule is a little bit lighter. So would love to have uh, some of our viewers here hopefully sign up. Uh, so to to sign up. Uh, All you'll need to do is uh, go to winreality.com and you'll be able to go through uh, a quick little survey, uh, which will explain if, do you want one-on-one coaching? Do you want group coaching uh, for group lessons within our program? Or do you want to be more of a cat, even just a casual user and just get, emails from a coach every once in a while with like some scouting reports and updates. Um, but uh, yep, all you need to do is sign up on our website. And then of course you'll need to have one of the Oculus headsets. Uh, I definitely recommend uh, the Oculus quest two or the quest three that just launched uh, earlier this, uh, this October. Uh, the graphics
0: are pretty sweet on
3: that one. Just
0: let everybody know. I love that guys. What, what last questions you have for Dante?
1: Well, I, I just feel like it's, it's a real valuable, uh, a really valuable tool for hitters. Um, I, I see, you know, it's funny because I watched the commercial, that one commercial they had with CC Sabathia with his son, you know, and he says, I'm glad they didn't have it when I pitched. (laughs) And uh, uh, yeah. And that's, I definitely am along that same line. I, you know, to me, it just emphasizes how, how important it is to command your various pitches. Now, uh, more than ever, it just emphasizes that for a pitcher that, you know, these guys know what you look like, you know, especially in the big leagues, you know, they know what you look like. They know what all the pitches look like. So, you know, you don't want to be predictable. So you better command more than one pitch so they can't predict what you're going to throw in a very different counts. Um, but, uh, no, I think it's a it's an unbelievable tool. I wish I would have had it as a hitter. I might have been able to be a hitter. That's why I became a pitcher.
2: You know, I think, uh, you know, and Dan has shared some of this with me, so I think I'm allowed to say this publicly, that the Dodgers were probably one of the first major league teams that Same. bought in to win. And you look at their, uh, you know, Mark, you and I watched the years we were in the playoff hunt, how disciplined their hitters were. Um uh I believe that the Astros have been uh pretty big users of this, even uh during the World Series a couple of years ago, Goriel was having trouble with his headset or something that you had a you guys had to walk him through some stuff. Yeah. and then uh Paul Goldschmidt has become a big ambassador for you guys, and I think he's got a couple MVPs, and he believes in this tremendously so. Uh, you know there's proven guys and teams that are using this. Some of the better college baseball programs are using this uh, that, that really swing the bat well and it's a really, really good tool.
0: Well I like it, Dante, how do you want to leave our audience here? today? you want to leave with any any last thoughts on win or on your on our uh, panel here, Mark or your, or your, or your dad will?
3: I mean, first things first. I definitely want to thank all three of you guys, Dave, Mark, Pop. Thank you guys uh, for letting me be on the show today. Uh, But no, the the only thing I got to say is, if you guys do purchase win from the from this call today, you guys better sign up for me as your coach. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, be careful what you whisper. We have fifty three thousand subscribers here, so you may (laughs) um, we won't put your cell phone out there. But you heard it from him. Request Dante here. Just wanna thank uh, thank you guys, Mark and Will. Wonderful show. Dante George here as our guest with Win Reality, phenomenal episode. Uh it's it's a it's a unique product. It's a product that's taken off and we recommend it highly here and I I do as well. Will you wanted to add something? Yeah, one one thing
2: now. Do you speak New Zealand? Because we have listeners in New Zealand. Or no, they speak English, right? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know well. what I was gonna say. One last thing. Hey Dante, where do you see it going? Because you could get to cricket now in Australia, England, and India. You probably have a. There's a lot of people that live over there, and they play cricket. Uh, You could uh, do the same thing with cricket. Exactly the same thing.
3: Just uh, the only thing I'm going to say is is uh, yes, Win Reality is a baseball slash softball product, but uh, who knows if we may expand into
0: other sports uh, here in the future. I'm thinking dodgeball. I'm thinking dodgeball. Uh, <laughs> I,
2: and, and I had one more thing. Last night, the group texts were going on, and I had my fingers really greased up with uh, Dante took us to uh, – if, if we're looking for a new sponsor, Valentino's, the best barbecue place in Austin. Uh, they just opened a brand-new, beautiful brick-and-mortar building. And the food was fabulous, and I couldn't text because my fingers were greasy.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, so we'll make sure we tag Valentino's in there. Uh, we, we, we've, we've got a great group of sponsors right now that are that are vying for our op- opportunities. We'll talk offline about that. But Valentino's, you heard it straight from Will. Not a better barbecue connoisseur on our staff, anyway, here. So I would just take his word for it. But uh, to our audience, 53,000 in climbing, 74 countries, grassroots MLB front offices thanks for your support make sure you download listen like subscribe rate and review you can use whatever streaming device you want but we're asking you make sure regardless of the one you use get on iheart today five stars make some great comments let them know that they chose the right podcast network to join their very very powerful family there at their station so with that guys thanks so much again episode 321 dante george win reality in the books have a great day guys